Welcome to the podcast where we play video games for the wrong reasons. I'm Hannah. I'm Eddie. I'm Claire. And we are the Trophy Wives. Although we call ourselves Trophy Wives, the last thing we're concerned about here is achievements. We are just three gals making our way through life on narrative difficulty. We believe that video games are art, and art is not immune to critique, even if it's something we really love. We believe video games are political, especially when they're pretending not to be. And we believe that the only good man is a fictional man. We're big Bioware RPG fans, and we also just love talking about games from a perspective that we think is missing. We'll be conducting deep dives into our favorite games, reviewing new releases we've been playing, unpacking the industry's hot goss, and just generally talking a ton of shit. Should we introduce ourselves? I think we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Let everyone get to know our voices. Well, I'm Eddie. Nice to meet you all. I'm the resident alien fucker, the MMO apologist. I've been playing video games for like 10 years now. And they've all been Skyrim. <laughs> I've been playing Skyrim for 10 years. Just Skyrim. Just Skyrim. Even when I'm playing Mass Effect, I'm playing Skyrim. (laughs) When I'm playing Dragon Age, I'm definitely playing Skyrim. That's for sure Skyrim. If it has dragons, it's Skyrim. Those are the rules. Exactly. If it has dragons or snow or like, it looks like a potato, it's Skyrim. (laughs) Bad graphic culture. And why not? I'm Hannah. And I am still playing Assassin's Creed, even though I still don't really understand it. I'm a big Himbo fan. And um, I've also been playing Skyrim for the past 10 years. I would say that, yeah, like Eddie, it was the game that got me into gaming, or shall I say RPGs. And then it was just one bad narrative decision after that, over and over again. (laughs) One after another. (laughs) I'm Claire. Um, I poorly but enthusiastically play any game where they promise I can kiss someone. I've been gaming for entirely too long, starting with The Sims 1 in, I don't know, 1954, whenever that came out. And really just, I haven't stopped playing The Sims. It's just been nonstop simming for 20 years, basically. Yeah, I'd like to uh, make an addendum to my intro, actually. (laughs) We need to amend our intros now. Can, yeah, because because I've been playing the herbs. I used. If, did you guys never play the herbs on PS2? It was the Urban Sims oh. and Black Eyed Peas were in it, and all the Black Eyed Peas songs, like the good <laughs> ones, before they got up to like um, the shit stuff. <laughs> and it was all in similar. I was a, no, no. It was it was Fergie, but it was like it was like like, like you know like let's get started and like. Um, um, you know, oh, but in Simlish, in Simlish, and they were all like characters that you could date oh and hang out with, and they all had different areas. Also, that and Britney's dance beat, which I maintain is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I mean, wait, do we need to okay, go back brief- to like the very first games we ever played, <laughs> or do we want to just use Skyrim as our like point of reference? The first game I ever played is actually Barbie Explorer for PS1. So when you put that into context, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, mine was the Hercules game on the PS1. Mine was Shining Force on, like, my cousin's Sega. But, like, I would just watch them. The first game I ever played myself was um, Mario 64. Of course. 
And I had to have my little brother beat like 95% of the bosses for me because I didn't know how to play video games. Because we're girl gamers. I'm a girl. I don't know how to do it. That's not what the episode is about. (laughs) (laughs) This is a narrative difficulty podcast, as we said. (laughs) Okay. Oh, wait, should we give a little context on, like, when we started this and how we've (laughs) gotten to this point? (laughs) We should. Okay, so. uh, Well, you know, it was a pandemic. And we were all going stir-crazy in our rooms. Yeah, still is. But it was then. And we were like, hey, let's start a podcast about the only thing keeping us sane, video games. So we recorded an episode about Mass Effect in November 2020. We like record like maybe one more just to have ourselves a little backlog. And then within the following two months, like Mass Effect Remaster was confirmed. Dragon Age was confirmed. Greg Ellis getting kicked out of Bio was confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was so confirmed. Like I've never seen anything confirmed harder than that was confirmed. <laughs> Mark Dara confirmed the shit out of that. <laughs> Mark Dara and Casey Huston confirmed to be leaving Myowa during that time as well. Oh my god. Chaos. So it all happened. Oh man. What didn't happen that day? My god. Oh yeah, and Anthem is over. Yeah. Anthem's done. So we're re-recording the episode now because we figure they can't possibly have anything more to say after the past two months. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I also feel like they might not, they're not going to release a new trailer unless it's for the remaster anytime soon. So I feel quite safe that we can talk about things without having to like scrabble before they release something else. Like there's no Dragon Age content coming out anytime soon. No new Mass Effect content apart from remaster. We are absolutely fine. I hope. Fingers crossed. As soon as we upload this episode, they're going to announce the release date for Dragon Age 4. So thanks for that. Yeah, Monday. It's coming. I can't Still, wait. So sorry. Re- like I will re-record this episode every day for the we'll next two months again. if they just keep releasing. We'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it. And that is a threat. <laughs> We're issuing a challenge to Bioware by releasing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Give us more. So this is going to be like a pretty Bioware heavy episode in general, this show will be, but this episode in particular will be Bioware heavy just because we have so much news to get through. Um, we've talked about it before, but there's even new news now so we can continue on with our rants and stuff that's been confirmed and denied that we can talk about, that we can come to terms exactly. with and mourn. So onto the main subject of this episode, which is Big news, Red Alert, the Mass Effect remaster is coming. Finally, fucking finally, guys. I can't stop crying. We did the kids. So <laughs> the release is slated for the 14th of May, 2021. So it's so close. And yet these next eight weeks so are going far. to stretch, man. They're really, really going to stretch. I really thought it was oh going God. to be March. I we did really too. Thought I really thought March because of... It'd be the in previous. my little hands, like, next week. <laughs> now I have to live for this? It's like, you're asking too much. It's so far away. Didn't, like, just as context as well, guys, when we first recorded this back in November, we were like, it's going to be 
we're going to have a better march. Quote us on this. That's so right. <laughs> I'm not saying that's why we're re-recording the episode, but it's a little bit of a benefit to just right. pretend that never happened. We were right all along. You see, if it's if it's not public, it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be March, but or May isn't that far away, I guess. It's like not quite a summer release, but it's like a sort of summer release. So I guess they're kind of tapping yeah. into that market, especially because I can't really Hot think of any summer. massive releases. Yeah, Hot Chef Summer coming, like, you know, for them to compete with, or maybe they're getting it in now so they don't have to compete with it. I don't really know. What are the other big games coming out this year, or at least over the summer? Fantastic question. I have no idea. I'm not a gamer. Why would you ask me something like that? Oh, <laughs> Deathloop is coming. Oh, Deathloop, yeah. Deathloop's also May, and I will be playing that. For sure, but I don't think it's a game that they would see as like their competition, you know? No, I'm just thinking of like games I want to mm-hmm. play that are coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Right. You probably could have picked whatever release date they wanted because the people who want the Mass Effect remaster have been wanting this remaster for like yeah. eight years. So no matter when they release it, the audience yeah. is going to be there to buy it. So they're just doing their own thing. That's very true. Yeah. So um, so it's finally been confirmed that um, the new remaster is essentially new look, but all choices. So the, tr- the story and romances will essentially stay the same, with all the same original choices, the Paragon Renegade system but the graphics and gameplay will be updated for current generation consoles, which is really comforting, but also kind of disappointing in that they are not altering the romances. And once again, the gay agenda is denied by Bioware. Cowards. Yeah, I made, I started a running list of things that I wanted out of the remaster and like, Points one through ten were just like all the romances I wanted them to add. Literally. So I personally <laughs> am disappointed. Like I just wanted to I wanted to do a run with like Femshep and Ashley and then Femshep and Miranda and Femshep and Tally, and they're just not letting me, and I think that's mean. But ultimately the biggest disappointment for me is that they aren't adding the Caden and Male Shep romance into Mass Effect One. I think that's yeah. objectively a bad choice. Especially considering, like, the victory that we pulled after Andromeda. I mean, maybe that's what we have to do again. Like, we shouldn't have to cyberbully Bioware every time, but I'm willing to if do it. If we have to do it, we have to do it. Yeah. We'll do what we have to do. Exactly. So, if anyone of you listening and you've never played Mass Effect before, which is like, if you're listening to this and you haven't played Mass Effect or Dragon Age, why are you listening to this? Why do you care about what the fuck yeah, you're how'd you How do you even <laughs> find us? <laughs> but at the same time... Um, Honestly, get out. No, stay. Stay and then play Mass Effect. But I don't know. I still don't understand why you're here. <laughs> In the history of Bioware, I would say Bioware probably one of the developers that give a lot more equal opportunities and more inclusive romances. And they've definitely gotten better as time has gone on. And they are definitely, in a lot of respects, ahead of the curve. In terms of yeah. inclusive romance, sure reason why it has such a loyal following of girls, gays, and days. But 
there are certain things that like stick to them. So the biggest one for us, apart from is that in Mass Effect, the romances are really straight. Like, and like they have a couple of gay romances here and there, but they don't really have the same screen time applied to them or the same depth as they do as I would say the two main ro- the two main romances. Well, no, the four main romances, which we can say are probably Caden, Ashley, Garrus, and Liara. And then you've got like, Tali and Miranda. And um, in Mass Effect 3, they made Caden an option for a male shepherd, which is really fun, really great. The gays are beautiful warriors, got what they wanted. But that was because they were essentially kind of incensed because they found out that Caden was originally meant to be an option for Mailship back in Mass Effect 1. They had the audio files, they had everything there, and they just chose not to include it. And this is like a running Bioware thing. And they often say, oh, it's because of time, it's because of this, it's to avoid the evil bisexual trope, blah, 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 blah. But they all kind of shoot themselves in the foot. And so even though to us, like, they haven't included, they haven't, redone some of the stuff or re-records anything to include female shepherd and tali and female shepherd and miranda and female shepherd and ashley which i think should have happened they should because especially to me like miranda's a gay woman but whatever um but especially with caden and male shep the stuff was there included in the first place right so you so if you're going to go the extra mile with the graphics and the gameplay for Mass Effect 1 especially because it is quite clunky and it's showing its age quite a bit now why not just go the extra whole hog it's just disappointing and it's disappointing because we know they have a history of this and I don't necessarily think it's them being purposely malicious I just don't think they think about it or they think oh it's fine you know right they just I think yeah it doesn't occur to them yeah they're just not willing to put in the effort and I think the Caden male shepherd romance is like the basic big example of it and then once you know that everything else in their games becomes so much more obvious and then you have to cyber bully them to make yeah characters yeah. buy i mean the issue with them saying they want to avoid the evil bisexual trope because as an evil bisexual i feel like <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding but um seriously like she's not kidding, I'm not kidding about me being evil but like the thing about the Kanan romance and as you said it's like a recurring problem within Bioware the reason we got them successfully to add the male romance for Jal was because without it like as a gay man or male identified person you can't complete the game as a gay man and get like the romance achievement you can't yeah the reason they had to add Jal was because like the gay romance that was there didn't qualify for the romance achievement. So wait, for was that real? Yes? Or was that Gil? Ray's, I think Ray's and Gil. Like neither of them counted for the romance achievement. What? So like you could Dad, not I didn't even realize like, you that. literally could not platinum That's the game so as a gay rude man. To Which I yeah, like right after all this. So but like you would think that they would decide <laughs> to real? correct that mistake with the original trilogy right and add that romance in for mass effect one but they did not and i don't understand why yeah because as we know you have yeah. the files like they're going through all this right like it exists the technology exists flip the and even switch if they don't have the files mark mirror is right there ready to go he's not doing anything <laughs> he'll do it he would he's happily ready. do it he'd happily do it like also as well like i get it, it costs money but like the mass effect cast like raring to go they want to re-record they'll do it They'll do it for free. Like, 
Yeah. And it's like, also, I'm recording this from my closet and I literally just looked over and I have like a stack of N7, like Mass Effect t-shirts and just like merch that I've purchased. Like, I'll buy more merch if it'll hire Mark Muir to get in here and like do the romances. Like, I'll pay. I'll start, like, I'll Venmo Jen Hale and get her in here to see if she can re-record for the Ashley romance. I paid $60 for Anthem. I feel like you guys have enough money at this point. Oh my god. Right, like they owe us some money at this point. They owe me damages after all they've done. They all they've like the base, which is they've done with the gay characters. They owe us damages, reparations. And I feel like half the reason they're doing this remaster is to get a new like generation of gamers to play this series for the first Mm -hmm. time, and to not kind of address some of the more egregious you know misses or exclusions you know that they had the first go around is kind of it seems like they're just sh- shooting themselves in the foot going forward yeah right. kazuma's care way more about this stuff than we ever did like i mean i played this as a like teenager going into my early 20s so i was like pretty like incensed but like you know you know it's just like it's just in general like you know it's keep up with the times it's like you know yeah. you wouldn't like remaster like a tomb raider game and still give like and you know and still give like laura croft like stiff nipples do you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> like as like the best example i can think of and yeah it's just and also they shoot themselves in the foot it's actually going against like their all their entire ethos like yeah they you know people love them because they are the more inclusive gaming studio. Like their romances aren't like, like you know, man in a hot tub with a woman with big boobs. You know, like in the Witcher. <laughs> although I love the Witcher, yeah. you know, and right. I, it just doesn't really make any sense. You know, just do a couple of clicks, guys. I know it's not. I know it's not actually a couple of clicks, but in my mind, it's a couple of clicks. Like it's just ten it's max. Like, it's like the it's like the pizza from Family Guy meme where he's like wearing like long fingernails and it's the gif. Like all I imagine is like. Is is like Mark somewhere going? Gay. <laughs> That's how devs work in my mind. That wasn't a reference that I That's got. That's game development for you, babe. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. Anyway, uh, moving on to the graphics and ass discourse. <laughs> <laughs> which this kind of feeds into um a lot of people are really pissed off about them damaging the integrity of eden prime i think it looks pretty like i think it looks good i mean because yeah people are irritated that they got rid of the like red sky and the kind of more ominous look and now it looks just like a normal like pretty earth type mm. of planet which i don't know i mean i can go either way personally because there is an attack going on, so you can see where there might be a more ominous feel. Mm-hmm. But also the point of Eden Prime kind of like in that universe is that it was the first colony, like the first colony world that humans could settle. So it's like mm-hmm. this paradise, this like, you know, oasis. So it's kind of interesting to have the contrast between the giant reaper and this beautiful setting. Yeah, if it wasn't a paradise mm-hmm. to so, begin with, they probably wouldn't have called it Eden Prime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But also like, when you think about how games have developed it's possible that when they were making Eden Prime in the first game they had to settle with what they wanted it to look like because yeah. of the limitations that they had technologically Yeah. so it's kind of mm-hmm. 
hard for me. I mean, I understand why people are upset, but at the same time, you can't really tell the game developer what the game developer's vision was in the first game. Like you weren't right, there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and they seem happy, so I'm happy. I mean, I'm not really a graphics person, so I couldn't really care less as long as like it's not like ugly. Right. For me, so that's fine. Um, there is even more like discourse around. <laughs> I still think this is so fucking ridiculous because I thought we'd like move past this as a culture. <laughs> but nope. people, but men are on why they're mad because they're taking away all the important shots of Veranda's ass. <laughs> <laughs> which is it still makes me laugh because like those shots are like they are funny at the time because like they're so like they're so out of place now but they are funny like, like uh, yeah like i honestly here's my like i thought bioware was making a joke <laughs> like i thought they were kidding when they put all those shots in so i was like actually that's kind of funny like i see what you're doing it's satire and i think that they like knowing that they went back and changed it i'm like oh they weren't kidding they actually were like <laughs> being serious about all the ass shots and now i'm like oh god they really thought that was the right choice so i personally i'm glad they're changing it but just like the discourse around it is as always hilarious to me miranda really got shortchanged in general like she got all the ass shots and like she had to wear those like high heel booties and they were like everyone else was wearing like combat appropriate attire yeah poor poor miranda poor miranda do we have any other thoughts or like when we play, when you guys play the remaster, are you going to make all the same choices or are you going to shake it up Probably, a little bit? Probably, I'll be honest. No, I'm going to make the same choices. Yeah, same. Although I might like, I might, I don't know. I'll, I'll think romance is normally what I'm thinking about changing up this time around. But what I am looking forward to is seeing a whole new generation of people get into the Caden versus Ashley debate. I'm like really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all that shit get rehashed again. Yeah. It'll be interesting because I've never experienced like a real time Bioware mm-hmm. fandom. So I'm a little nervous. Do we think it'll be like the same argument where most people don't like Ashley? Or do we think that because of the Bounsley bane of feminism, e.g. getting rid of Miranda's ass shots, there'll be like a revival for Ashley? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Caden will be public enemy number one. What do we think? Yeah, but Caden already, already gets like unfair rap because people say yeah. he's like boring and stuff, which he isn't. Okay. This is a pro Caden. This is a pro Caden podcast. I just, I think maybe Ashley will improve in public mm-hmm. opinion. I think Caden will stay the same because I think people's problem with Caden is that he's a human person mm. and not an alien, <laughs> which, you know, whatever. I mean, that's whatever, but. I think that's the like biggest crime Caden as a character commits. We're like, we also hate human men to be fair. So we get it. (laughs) I get it. That's a fair point. That's a really fair point. I do think that though, that maybe the pains on Garrus will change again because a lot of Garrus's biggest fans, like not including Eddie and friends of the pod um, (laughs) are like slightly older and they always go on about Garrus, but like Garrus is also a cop. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued about whether Garros bring up any cop discourse. Like, again, if this is going to be anything like the Dragon Age fandom circuit 2014, 2015, it's going to be a shit show. So <laughs> It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward right. to it. Those same people online, they're ready to go, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it because I yeah. don't have any horse in this race, so I can just experience it. We're honestly just here for a laugh. Exactly. Yep. 
The release date is May 14th, 2021. Which hopefully is a new start. Like the Bioware renaissance is coming. It is coming. The next big thing that we need to talk about is the new Mass Effect that's coming. Mass Effect (laughs) 5, Andromeda 2, Mass Effect 4, whatever you want to call it. There's a new one and it's coming. We don't know what it's about <laughs> or where it's going to be set. But we do know Liara's in it, so but <laughs> Liara's let's start in it. there. Which is a good Wait. thing or a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good thing, ultimately. Like, I'm not a huge Liara fan, but I got really excited when I saw her. Yeah, I would say she's a really good bridging mechanism. Yeah. I feel like, although they used to her a little bit in Andromeda, like they used her audio files, um, you know, speaking to Alec, um, I do think that because Asari can live so long that the fact that they're using her as kind of like a bridging device is really good and really clever. Yeah. And it gets people who may not have been into Andromeda the first time around, it gets some new fans who will be playing the remaster and going, oh yeah, it's Liara. And it means that they can go into Andromeda, play Andromeda, enjoy it without any biases because of what because of the whole coverage surrounding it when they first came out, and then like, and then hopefully get really hyped up for the next title. So I'm a, I'm not yeah I'm not like a biggest Liara fan, but I'm but I like th- I think her inclusion is only good things or can only yeah. mean good things. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they bridge the two narratives together if they do. I think they're going to. I think they have to. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. Which I think is really brave and powerful of them to just, like, (laughs) not abandon Andromeda like everyone wants them to. I really appreciate it. I feel like it's just because in the original trilogy, they can't go forward in the original trilogy unless it's to Andromeda. Sorry, in in, in the Milky Way, post the original trilogy. I think if the stories have has been told there and if they want to continue the character stories, they have to do it in Andromeda. So the only stories they can tell in the Milky Way is pre-Shep. I think if they went far enough ahead, I think if they went like 600 years in the future, That's which true. based on how Liara, like she looks like she's older in the mm-hmm. trailer. So I think going that far into the future would also work. Mm-hmm. Well, it also um, takes them like 600 years to get to Andromeda anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So that period of... I mean, I think like Andromeda and the next Mass Effect will be happening like concurrently because where mm-hmm. we left off in Andromeda would be 600 years after Shep. Mm-hmm. So, hello, the math checks out. <laughs> yeah, and like she picked up a piece of Shep's armor in the in the trailer so maybe if you picked a certain ending in the original trilogy that means maybe Shep isn't dead so you know hopefully they don't bother Shep my Shep is running a Krogan orphanage with Cadence and wearing Canada so <laughs> yeah I I honestly my gut feeling with the like piece of the armor is that it actually will have nothing to do with Shep in the end, and they just needed like a recognizable symbol mm-hmm. for like that gasp moment <laughs> to in the be trailer. Honest. Yeah. But because otherwise, it's like how far? Yeah, like how far did the Crucible like eat Shep <laughs> into space? Like where did she go? What are you like? She can't survive. And she can't survive like another yeeting as well. How many yeets she <laughs> like, had at this point? Like <laughs> she's been yeeted. Leave her alone. <gasps> 
Yeah, because I think the options at this point is like it's an Andromeda sequel with characters from the previous game. So Liara, it's a first contact war prequel or it's a continuous Shep story. I do not think it's going to be a continuation of Shep story. I think maybe no. Shep will have a cameo. I just don't see them coming back. Like although like there are end, you know, there are endings where like Shep is alive, and there's a you know endings where Shep is dead spoilers you know so you can't really mess around with that too much otherwise you wreck on it and you start getting into dragon age territory and pissing off a ton of people and i don't think they do that because it's just gone to like at this point in the dragon age like universe like you can tell they're starting to like cut narrative lines dead and like consolidating narrative lines because it's just getting too much for them to keep up with and all they have to do is say it's lyrium ghost shepherd (laughs) 600 years in the future and the game writes itself. <laughs> yeah, I think it works. Yeah. And then they drop landed on Thetis and start a new colony. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only thing. I would say, though, like, if it is successful, if they were doing, like, spin-off games, I would like a, a First Contact role prequel. I would really like that. I feel like even if it's just, like, a short game that's, like, 20 hours long. Yeah. Like, linear minimal choices i would we need. play that i play the shit i'm gonna tell you what we need we need a first contact war mmo crowd booing in the background yes listen <laughs> i mean for you i would be happy for me <laughs> no <laughs> no thank you <laughs> but that would be cool because i know that that would appeal to a lot of people and by a lot of people i mean eddie <laughs> Dozens of and- or, uh, anthem fans. It'd be fun. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> you could choose like the alliance. You could choose, you know, the council. You know, you could choose all sorts. You know, yeah, you have possibilities there. Yeah, which like is MMO good. or story. The one story I would want to play other than Shep's story is a first contact war prequel. So, like, I hope they do eventually do something with that idea. Yeah, I agree. And we can bank Shep's grandfather. Oh, <laughs> Hackett. Young Hackett. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Anderson. Yes. 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 So the next big news that came out is Henry Cavill. Is that how you say his name? Cavill? Cavill? Yeah. Cavill? Cavill. Hot man from The Witcher. Henry Cavill. Was spotted reading the Mass Effect 3 Wikipedia page. Noted computer builder, Henry Cavill. <laughs> PC gamer, Henry Cavill. So what the fuck was that about? <laughs> I think he's a nerd. And he's like, he's a, he's a nerd and he plays Mass Effect. Like he played The Witcher. So even if he's not casting it, I could see him push, putting his weight behind it in order to get a, it possibly greenlit. Yeah. But I don't see I, him putting his weight behind it and not also being in it. I could see him doing it, but I, but like I can't. Not because I just didn't want like I, because I mainly want female shepherd. I feel like that should be the natural choice for him to go with. I feel like it can be like a step backwards for him to go as male shepherd. I feel like if he played male shepherd, it'd just be him playing a, a role he's done before, but in space. So yeah. if he is in it, I kind of hope that if he's anyone. I would like him to be Caden. I feel like I have my own dream casting for Caden, but if Henry Cavill is insisting on putting himself in it, I think he could make an interesting Caden and it would be an interesting casting to have him as Caden. And also I think it would 
beef up Caden's role a little bit. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Yeah. Yeah. Beefy boy. I think I can see him as Garrus. <laughs> that, oh, ooh. Because he's also wow. like... He's, he no, he but seems like, like a Garrus fan. He seems like a Garrus fan. <laughs> and I can just see it. Really, I would... Do you have any data to back this up? No. No, I'm just... I'm talking on my ass. But I can just see it. This is vibe. I, yeah, I'm just... Vibe check. <laughs> I And really, I'm just... I'm, I'm in the bargaining stage right now where I'm just like, any character besides Shepard because I need FemShep. Need it. Yeah, I just feel like... I feel like because... Especially because you're like Netflix or something. Like, I know like Netflix are like... And Disney Plus are like... A million and one mile race like to like adapt all the video game and all the um all the, the book properties you know to fill that kind of game of thrones right. like void which is fine. and one of them's going to stick eventually like the witch hasn't quite but it's getting there i just feel like yeah like i i feel like if they're going to put themselves like if they're going to set themselves apart from all the other adaptations that they're like that everyone is churning out and like all the other video game adaptations they're doing like i think amazon prime are doing and you know like and you know the last of Us and all that sort of stuff make it Wait, make it which one is amazon prime doing like, yeah oh, i can't remember they're doing there's there's a couple of game is it outer worlds there's a couple of rpgs that are getting space oh. things like i'll have to google it i'm completely talking out my ass but I'm pretty sure there is quite a few properties aside from The Last of Us and Assassin's yeah, they're Creed making, like, get adapted. There's a lot get adapted at the moment. They're making a Borderlands movie with like Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and I think they make. Yeah, what? and I think they're adapting Bioshock as well. <laughs> Girl, I don't oh, know yeah, why they're doing any of it. I'm gonna Google this video games TV. App it works for some games because, like, yeah, I, I feel like a linear narrative video game is, in essence, a movie that I interact with. Like, a Last of Us adaptation, like, mm-hmm. as long as they don't do anything super drastic, it's probably going to go off. Same with Uncharted. But, I mean, they're already doing so much of right. Uncharted. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, Uncharted. But anyway, yeah, like, um, like, I wouldn't watch, like, a Skyrim adaptation. But a Bioshock adaptation, sure. No. So it all depends on like the game. Bioshock would actually be kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like. Hold on, I'm looking at it right. So Mortal Kombat. Ew, what in the way? Uncharted. um, Minecraft. Again, why? The guy who made Nick and Dora's Infinite Playlist is making Minecraft. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, fucking Cyberpunk. um, They're doing an anime. Tomb Raider 2. Assassin's Creed, Borderlands, Brothers and Arms, Call of Duty, Common San Diego, Centipede, Contra, The Division, Duke Nukem, Fall, Fallout, that's it, Fallout. The no, the the Westworld creators are making a Fallout series for Amazon. Oh, that's no, what I was thinking absolutely of. not. <laughs> Stop reading. End of list. Yes, I don't want to hear anymore. Um, that's not, we don't need to. Halo, all I need to Halo. know <laughs> is that something with TV is happening from Aspect one? Finally. You want to hear the worst? Halo? Do you want to hear the worst? No, no, stop. Put the list away. You'll enjoy this one. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, now I do. (laughs) Heavy rain. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No, no, but don't think heavy rain. I'm going to turn my computer (laughs) off and walk away. (laughs) God, I hated that fucking game. (laughs) Oh my God. They're adapting so fucking many. I'm like, like, 
Really, it makes sense to make a massive Roller coaster tech show. Okay, I need it to makes switch sense. this off. I'm going down there. Hannah, turn the list off. <laughs> it does. Make a Mass Effect show. And then stop. Cast Frankie Adams from The Expanse, either as yes. Femchep or as yes. Ashley. Instant hit. Instant classic. What's Lashana doing at the moment, apart from filming James Bond? She's done now, right? Cast her. There are so many good options for female Shepard. We should make this an episode. And there's like yeah. one good option for Our male Shepard because he's just boring. Yeah. We should do a whole episode about our dream hand yeah, cast. We really should. Because <laughs> that would be a great It's like a constantly updating list. Yeah. Of sexy people. Yeah. I, hopefully we hear about that soon. Because it's kind of driving me insane knowing it's like lurking exactly. out there. And I don't know about it. Yeah. I, I just want to know like, what, who does he, what, who did Henry romance? I feel like Henry's for sure a Liara dude. Yeah. yeah Liara or Tally. I can see him with Tally too. He would do both. He would do Liara and one, Tally and two, and then like probably Liara and three. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Henry, if you're listening to this, come on the podcast and discuss with us your choices. I'd really like to know. Yeah. (laughs) We promise it won't be a complete roast, but. Listen, I think he's very cute. I would be very polite to him if he came on the podcast. Like he, like when he's talking about the Witcher, like I respect all his Witcher opinions, all of his Witcher opinions are correct. So I have faith in him. Henry, come on the podcast. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Well, I haven't played the Witcher and I don't think you're that attractive. So we have like a medium voice. <laughs> if you're worried about us being <laughs> impartial, trust me, I'm here to get your ass. We have a well-balanced panel. <laughs> Now to get on to the meaty stuff, aside from the remaster mill. So um, we've Dragon Age 4 has been announced. It is official, guys. It's coming. We don't know when. It could be this year. It could be 2022. It could be 2025. We don't know. But before we get into the technical Dragon Age news, we got to get into that hot goss. That hot Bioware goss. <laughs> the hot goss. So back into... <laughs> so, if you don't like, if you guys don't like breathlessly refresh like all of Jeff Grubbs and um, Jason Schreier's <laughs> coverage, um, Mark Dara and Casey Hudson are leaving Bioware. We don't know why. We don't know whether they resigned. We don't know whether they quit, but they are leaving Bioware. Casey left like immediately and Mark took like a couple months. Like he only left like the other week, presumably to kind of hand things over. But like, it got it. It got it got us all in a tizzy. We all got, and also subsequently after that announcement, <laughs> the greatest day of my life <laughs> <laughs> happened on Twitter because as soon as Mark released the news that him and Casey was leaving, Mark Dara, his gloves were off. Yeah, and I will say I don't rem- I don't think Mark Dara started it. No, he did not. But he ended it. Noted turf cunt, Greg Ellis. He ended it. But Greg Ellis was like celebrating, saying like, oh, well, this is what happens when you don't run an inclusive, you know, just like being a turf, you know, just nonsense. And the following like hours on Twitter were so chaotic. Just everyone screaming about Greg Ellis. I had to have people screenshot tweets for me because Greg Ellis has blocked me on Twitter. I did not provide those screenshots because Greg Ellis also has me blocked on Twitter. I don't know why. I've never interacted with him. 
I think he just knew better. I asked him to fight me. And, <laughs> and he blocked me. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. But I didn't tag him. I just said, Greg Ellis, fight me. And then he blocked he me. He's a surname searches, so that's not a mystery. Oh, for sure. But so, yeah, I th- I feel like this means that our little boy, Cullen Rutherford, is done, obviously. Like, got fired. Like, Greg Ellis, I think, got fired months and months and months ago or was not asked to come back for Dragon Age 4. And Greg Ellis was in his feelings about it. But, like, there's nothing left for Cullen to do. He's done. For the love of God, let him die. So, leave the poem on the, like, not, like, regardless of what I feel about Greg, leave the the PTSD-riddled ex-Templar alone. He's like running like a rehab yeah. or he's dead. Like leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Like his story is done. Like they brought him back because people thought he was cute and because they wanted like a Templar character to like make people conflicted. And like he's run his course. And yeah. also if they did bring him back, make Freddie or someone, Freddie Prince Jr. or like Allegra Clark like voice him. You know, oh just my God, make Allegra Clark in. do it. Make Allegra Clark Hale. do it. Allegra would kill that. Oh my god, yes. She would love that. You know, like, I, like as much as, like, I'm like, well, his story's done anyway, I would love them to, like, just, you know, turn the screw a little bit more and show how, like, disposable he is. Exactly. By, like, yeah. telling it, like, you know, it, you know, his role can be done yeah. by anyone else. Like, who does he think he is? Does he think he's called your black? No, he's not. Who does he think yeah. he is? Like, like so sad. He called Mark Dara, I'm looking at the tweets. He called Mark Dara a disloyal, duplicitous corporate fake. Also in the tweet said, I've worked with you for over 10 years as the voice of Cullen, and then in parentheses, and Anders. And it's like, girl, nobody cares about that part. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> they recast you anyway for the other I think, right, like, like, he, like, what cracks me up is like, this guy, he was like every other NPC voice at one point. In Dragon yeah. Age, in Dragon Age Origins, and in two, he played every other voice. Obviously, Colin was like his main voice, but like he played like every other NPC voice. His like he's, he's like Gideon Emery in like any other RPG, and in also Dragon Age, is mm-hmm. that his voice is everywhere. And it's like you had steady work with this company. They gave you good roles. <laughs> they gave you steady right. roles. They gave they they beefed up your presence. You went from playing like lots and lots of bit roles to a really really big role and you were you played the only character that came back for every single game and you fucking ruined it because you're a fucking turf and yeah. you couldn't keep your mouth shut like like if you if you just like stay quiet he like yeah, the rest all you had to do was say nothing and it's like of all developers to think might be on your side with like being a turf, being, you know, just hateful. Like Bioware's not that girl. Exactly. Like Bioware has a lot of problems, but like I feel like if anything, Bioware will fire you just for the performance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, just a stupid man. Just stupid. I mean, there was nothing else for Cullen to the thing do, is, I so maybe that's part seen of it. Them like, bringing Greg Ellis back for a different role in a different game because they did that with Cadence V. Like he was yeah. in one of the Star Wars games, and then he was a Mass Effect. So like I could see them bringing him over yeah. just because they know that people like quote unquote him. 
Right. And they also reuse the same VAs over and over again. Exactly. Like, like right. he could have been tenured at the like, Yeah. He could have been an anthem. He could have been like Claudia Black. <laughs> and he threw it all away. Know? <laughs> he wishes. He wishes he was Claudia Black. He could have been like Gideon Emery, who like gets brought oh. back for every single Bioware game, no matter what, doesn't matter what his role is. He's always doing something. Or um, the guy who does male hawk and Reyes, like the same yes. people always get brought back and he yeah. fucked it up and i don't feel sorry for you he's stupid yeah but i'm really happy that mark got to tell him what was up yeah yeah good for you mark. it was a good day it was a fun day that's what mark was holding that shit in for a while <laughs> it makes me like although we like we were ragging on them before about like the kid choices it does make me appreciate them more like they may not always get it right, but I appreciate that they're trying. Exactly. And like, yeah. that's pretty good. Like, like, like most of these devs, they've been developing games since like the fucking 90s. And the fact that they're pushing themselves forward like this and being open-minded and doing this and, you know, putting their foot down with these sorts of things is, even though they don't always get everything right, is heartening to me because they could be like yeah. <clears throat> CD Projekt Red. So, Yeah. Bioware is always going to try. They might not get it right. They will probably fuck it up, but they're going to try. And so that's why I personally, you know, want to stick by them in a lot of ways because they're going to make an effort to do the right thing. Right. Most of the time. Good news for Dragon Age 4. Anthem is done. It's done. It's dead. She's never coming back. Yeah, I think they said that they were going to transfer all the people who were working on Anthem onto the Dragon Age 4 team. Which, first of all, why, mm-hmm. why were there people left on Anthem? But that's probably good news. Exactly. And they, and they have allowed Bioware to focus on DA4 as a single-player RPG with no multiplayer life ser- multiplayer or life service after the success of Jedi Fallen Order. Which is like... I, so this makes me feel like a bit of a clown because I thought that DA4 was always going to be a single-player RPG, but they would just have a multiplayer and a life service element. like how like Assassin's Creed has been doing the past couple of games. But now I'm like, but now, but now I'm like, but why if it was like always like a, like a multiplayer and now they're just like pivoting now. Like I'm going down so many rabbit holes thinking about this. I'm like, I think personally, I refuse to entertain the idea that they were going to make Dragon Age 4 an MMO. Mm -hmm. Cause that's just like the stupidest, I can't think of a stupider thing to do. I refuse to believe that that's stupid. Yeah, like, I just refuse to believe that they ever thought that that was okay to do. So I always assumed that it was just going to be like Dragon Age Inquisition was, where there were multiplayer, there was, like, an online multiplayer element Mm -hmm. that I never opened. (laughs) Um, And they would, like, update it with, like, maybe cosmetic microtransactions or whatever. Yeah, I assume that's what they were doing. When they said that, when they made that answer, yeah. but at the same time, why were they doing that to begin with? Because no one played Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer, I, right? Because also, it's why, like, we've got to say, like, this isn't just EA; this is Bioware as well. Maybe they stipulated they need to have a live service, but Bioware the ones who chose to do Anthem, and like, I get like right. the impetus behind it. They were like, okay, maybe if we do an MMO, this is different. It's not what we do, but if we can get it off the ground, that this is a steady stream of money that we can. So we can make our, you know, our, like our bread and butter games like even better. 
just didn't really work. And they were the ones who chose to do that. Like EA didn't have a gun to their heads. They weren't making them fucking do it. And why would you get a new audience that would go to Anthem when they've got Destiny right there? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like, I'm not an oh, MMO sorry. person. So, <laughs> oh no, I was just going to like ask you, Eddie, why you think Anthem didn't work. Cause like you play MMOs. So like, I don't know what about Anthem was an unsuccessful MMO. Anthem had like just execution problems in general. Like, I think it's just the fact that Anthem was not a good MMO. I don't think it was like an audience problem. I don't think it was that Bioware fans don't play MMOs. I think it's just that Anthem was not, from the beginning, it was not a functional game. It took so long for them to get it functional. By the time it was playable, no one was Mm -hmm. left to give it a chance. Like, I still think Bioware could do a good MMO if they wanted to, if they had the time. Like, actually, a full MMO set in, like, just the Dragon Age open world would kind of go off. So I'm going to have some maladaptive daydreams about that later. But, um, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like (laughs) they don't commit to one concept or the other, which is the problem. Like, Dragon Age is not a game that needs multiplayer elements. I want to play Dragon Age by myself on my couch alone like in the dark alone nobody talk to me nobody bother me and then i want to obsessively record the romance scenes and then play them back <laughs> yeah. a good dragon age mmo to me would be like me and up to three friends in the hinterlands killing dragons together like instead of a party it's just me and my three bros yeah in the open world doing stuff together yeah yeah or like you know like how like a lot of people online if you go in the dragon age reddit like we're all pretty sure that like not to get into like Dragon Age lore here, but like we're pretty sure that the main playable character for the new game is going to be um, a lord or lady of fortune who commits heists. So having like a heist, you know, like you know, you know, you get your compa- your gang together, and like you go hunt dragons, or you pick up bounties, or you do a heist somewhere in mm-hmm. Tavinta or LA. Speaking specifically to heists, like, one major component of Grand Theft Auto online gameplay is doing heists with your friends. So, like, that could be a game. <laughs> and it's, it's it's fun, yeah. Like, I mean, I just feel like Anthem, like, I mean, I played the demo and I watched some of, like, the, like, Let's Play stuff. And I feel like, yeah, it just wasn't really much of either. And I think it didn't, it had a bit of an identity crisis. I don't, like, they, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't an MMO. It wasn't very good MMO and it wasn't an RPG. It was an RPG at the same time, but it wasn't a very good RPG because they took out all the fun elements of what makes a Bioware RPG the best RPGs to play. So it was just like kind of nothing really. Although I would say I did really like the jetpacks. They should keep that. They should keep that mechanics. Don't get rid of it. Yes. Put it in Mass Effect. Put them in Dragon Age. Put it in Dragon Age, Howard. Fucking Dragon Age, mate. Wow. I would yeah it's like oh oh my god i'm just thinking about it now oh my god yeah like i played anthem a little bit i liked the characters like the npcs around you were really cool like the matthias the science guy who got like split into three people i thought he was really cool i thought that whole idea was really cool i liked how the game felt to play like the flying and the jetpacks all of that just like worked for me but then I never finished the story because I didn't really care about it. And then I never went back to it because it didn't seem like there was anything to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the world and the NPCs were really good. But the gameplay, the story yeah. was weak. And that's like the yeah. one thing that yeah. we go to Bioware games for is the story. Exactly. Exactly. But all I need, yeah, just like pick up the jetpacks, pick up the flying, pick up the gameplay. 
and poured it. You've done the work. I'm just, I'm every day waiting for like the Jason Schreier article about how they've started over Mass Effect for the sixth time because they tried to like rebuild Frostbite for the thousandth time. And I'm just like, please just pick up what worked from Anthem and bring mm. it into the new games. At the end of the day, I think I have, I like, I'm not like, because again, like bringing the Reddit into it, like um, the Dragon Age Reddit, like I think a lot of them, a, a lot of, like the hardcore fans like us like I don't think they feel very good about Dragon Age 4 I personally do um I think I think Dragon Age 4 a has to be good because it'll be the first big new title that isn't a remaster for them yeah they have to pull it off there's a lot of stuff riding on it they've got a lot of hype Inquisition did insanely well you know it, you know yeah. people are going to play this game no matter what um and I feel like they're going to do it well because I have faith in the writing, especially. What I don't really have faith is in the story, in the gameplay, which is kind of why this anthem news is quite pleasing to me because I feel like maybe they'll start refining that stuff. I was never really scared about the story. I was just mainly scared about the gameplay elements, like which is yeah. ironically my least favorite part of Bioware games. I don't find them, you know, as fun to play as like as, like Assassin's Creed combat wise, even though it can be clunky. Um, you know, but they talk to me about Assassin's Creed combat right now. I just finished <laughs> Valhalla. I fucking hated every second of it. But Terrible. It, but it but needs anyway. to be good, and it will be good if that makes sense. Like I have faith that even if the gameplay is shit, like the story is going to be good, the romance is going to be good, and um, we will get to see the characters that we want to see, and that will be good character work. And those are the main things that like is like the bread and butter for Bioware. Like that's why their fans are very loyal fans. True. Yeah. I don't really have any particular fears for Dragon Age 4 because I don't have enough information about Dragon Age 4 to form like a good or bad opinion. I just need to know where Zevran is. Mm-hmm. Like today. Where is he? Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about with Dragon Age or Mass Effect or just Bioware? The Bioware renaissance that's upon us? No, but I am looking forward to the Renaissance and I'm happy and I'm looking forward to Bioware finally reclaiming their throne and I really hope they don't fuck it up because they yeah, can. Fuck this up. is the last chance, literally. Yeah, this is it. So, good luck. They just need to do exactly what we tell them to do. Yeah. We have the answers. Mr. Policeman, we gave you all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> so until Mass Effect comes out, girls, what are we playing? What are we doing? So I have Ghost of Tsushima. Is that I hope I pronounced that right? Um, I think you did. Physically, in my parents, which is two hundred miles away, um, and I want to play it, um, but I need to get my sister to mail it to me. Um, I it just needs something to like fill that RPG void for me during, up until I get to Mass Effect. But also, I'm kind of feeling quite apathetic about gaming at the moment. Like nothing's grabbing me, so I'm hoping that Ghost will be that game for me because. It's been very well reviewed. So it's very yeah, pretty and I've heard me. it's quite yeah. good. So it has to do something. And it only needs to do yeah. something for what? A month and a half until Mass Effect comes out. So it's not a huge yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. I can do it in a month. Yeah. Eddie, what are you playing? Uh right now I'm actually playing the Outriders demo. And I am enjoying it enough Ooh. to pre-order, I would say. So I'll probably be playing Outriders when it comes out in April until Mass Effect comes out in May. Um it's an interesting little game. I know no one's going to play it here because you guys don't play MMOs, but funny enough, it's very similar to Anthem, what I think <laughs> Anthem wanted to be. So part, I mean, part of me thinks mm-hmm. that oh, interesting. maybe that's why EA gave up on Anthem because there are so many 
sort of like space western RPGs out right now, like not RPGs, MMOs, but like Outriders, mm. Destiny. There's another one that's that was announced at the last E3 that I don't even remember the name of, but like there are a lot of games in that genre. So they were like, let's not even bother mm-hmm. <laughs> to fix ours. It's too late. Yeah. But yeah. Understandable, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense from a financial standpoint. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for the dev team on Anthem, but I mean, it's time. Just like, oh. So yeah, that's what we're playing for the next month and a half. It makes sense. And like, it's a win for Mass Effect. So I'm, as usual, playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> um, that's literally yes. all that I do. Um, I also started Yakuza 0, which is fun so far. It's like just a video game-ass video game. Like, you just so punch good. people, money falls out of them, you do tasks. Like, it's very fun so far. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really liking it so far. I'm very, very, very early into it, but liking it. And knowing that there's, like, nine games in the series that I can keep playing if I, you know, get into it, that's exciting as well. Not having to wait for the but next also one. Maybe, maybe I just stare into space until Mass Effect comes out, so. It's hard to play games right now because, like, nothing is Mass Effect except Mass Effect. I know. I know. I just want to play Mass Effect. Exactly. Hopefully we'll 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 try and do a Mass Effect like revisit episode once we've all played the remaster sometime in May. And we can like update you with our new updated thoughts. So maybe we'll double down. Yeah, it's honestly gonna be funny to see like what storylines aged well and which ones didn't. Mm. Spoilers for you now. The Jacob one did not. <laughs> the Jacob one didn't age the Jacob, the Jacob one, one was storyline. <laughs> Jacob was bad age, bad. No, will continue to be bad. Um, poor Jacob. Anyway, poor Jacob. Um, thank you for joining us for the inaugural episode of Trophy Wives. Um, third chime is the charm. I can't remember how many episodes we've recorded and scrapped, but this one, this one is sticking unless they release new news. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, next episode will be Bear Knuckle fighting Greg Ellis. <laughs> Can't wait. I have him in a cage right now. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and follow us at Trophy Wives Cast on Twitter. The goal is to blow up enough to be invited to the Game Awards next year. And currently we have three followers. And if you're keeping track at home, there are three members of this podcast. So you do the math. Yeah. So if you didn't enjoy this episode, you can also follow us on Twitter and just DM us your hate mail that way. We won't read it, but we'll thank you for the analytics. We just want to be popular enough that we do get hate mail so we can say we get hate mail <laughs> for the clout. So, yeah. Also, Mark Dara, if you're listening, DM us and you can come on the show and tell us what happened with Greg Ellis. We want the tea. We'd love to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like an open invitation to Mark Dara and Henry Cavill. Please come on the show and, you know, talk to us. That's all we want. That's it. Oh, and Alex Wilton Reagan. You too. Please. We love you. We will keep asking Alex Wilton Reagan until she does. Yes. We love her. All right. Thanks, everyone. Deuces. Bye. Bye.